Thank you for listening to Overcoming My Narcissism. This podcast has been created by a narcissist, journaling the pursuit of a more fulfilling life. This podcast may upset some, depending on how narcissism has affected you. Please understand that these are random thoughts, spoken rather than written, shared rather than hidden. We hope that this does inspire other narcissists to realize there is treatment, if it is wanted, but it is a difficult road. We hope to help you understand narcissism has different levels and what an individual who has become aware of the narcissism goes through when attempting to overcome. This podcast is not meant to diagnose narcissism. This podcast is from an individual who is not a doctor trying to overcome his narcissism, but by no means am I an expert. If you feel you are a victim of a narcissist or may suffer from narcissism, I ask you to reach out to a health professional. Been an interesting time since my last journal entry here. Been dealing with a lot. My therapy's progressed to trying to identify times that my narcissism creeps back into my life, which it often does, and how I deal with the situations. I'm not recalling or noticing as many situations as I have in the past. Sometimes thinking back, what I'm identifying as narcissism is possibly just life. I had an instance the other day where I was in an agitated state of mind because of a business that was affecting my business. And I was on the phone with them. But while I was on hold, my partner had asked me a question and I was very abrupt, abrasive, and not understanding of my reply to her. And I attributed that to my narcissism. But thinking back, I'm a little unsure if that is narcissism or if that is normal human behavior. That's one of the difficulties I'm going through. I even spoke about it with my therapist in our last session, and she really didn't identify either way whether or not it was narcissism or whether it was, like I said, just typical human response. Either way, to me, it should not have happened, and I need to learn to control my anger a little bit. Which gets into the funny topic when the two girlfriends ago, when I left three girlfriends ago, whatever, uh, D, at the end of that relationship, I kind of identified myself as having an anger management issue. So I went to anger management sessions, therapy that a lot of people who were attending it were court ordered to be there. I myself chose to go there. I was there voluntarily, paid for it myself, and attended all 12 sessions and graduated. But about halfway through, the other members of the class were telling me that I did not have anger issues. They did not understand why I was there. And I was seeing differences between me and them, but I never really understood. And I just kind of thought I had anger issues. And it was almost like a Jekyll and Hyde thing, that I'm a really nice guy, and then I just explode. I was learning to deal with that. And I did manage that for a short period of time, which is also probably why I'm doing this podcast, to make sure I don't just manage this narcissism for a short period of time. And eventually, again, the anger and the explosive rage filtered in, but 
But now that I have been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder, I went back and a lot of the things that I can recall, which unfortunately I do forget a lot, but I do remember a lot. Uh, yeah, it's anger, but the anger was brought about because of insecurities to myself. And of course, those insecurities are brought about because I felt threatened. My ego felt threatened. My position felt threatened. My opinion felt threatened. Everything was a threat to me. And how I react is negative with anger, loud voice, yelling, screaming, throwing a temper tantrum. Fortunately, I've never been physical. I'm a little guy. I really can't get physical. I'll be honest, most of my girlfriends could probably beat the hell out of me. Come to realize that even my anger issues go to NPD, and it's really, it's really weird how many things really go down to this core. And wanting to control this, and my desire now to control this, I think I'm beginning to answer some of the questions I worried about earlier in the podcast about trying to make some decisions and whether or not they're narcissistic or not. Ironically, my jobs, I do multiple jobs, self-employment, a little bit of outside income and that, but they all involve sales. And of course, to be a salesman, I have to turn on the narcissism because I have to know more than you. I have to be an expert on whatever I'm trying to sell you. I try to do it in a very friendly, casual manner. And I think my narcissism leads to my ability to sell. So I've now entered this difficult stage of being aware that my previous job, which I didn't have to sell or anything, but involved working in a facility that you did have to be narcissistic. And maybe I just fall into these narcissistic jobs because they play to my ego. But you had to be an expert on the topic that you were presenting. You were treated, even by the general public, without even having met me. They always treated me as an expert, which obviously fed my ego. And I was happy with it. I'm really glad I left that job. But now I've slid into all these sales jobs, and I've always been a good salesman. As long as I have a physical product to sell, I can sell it. And it's even the old cliche, I can sell a refrigerator to an Eskimo, applies. I can sell, unfortunately, like I say, that involves when I go to work, I've got to turn my narcissism on. I still have to keep it under control. But it's really weird because I have to be able to turn it on and turn it off. And then in my personal life, have it completely off and not try to feed it, not try to perfect it, learn to live with mistakes, learn to deal with my shortcomings. Again, my girlfriend has been amazed lately. I have taken blame for some things recently. I don't think I've taken blame for as many things as she feels I should have. She may be right. Part of my ego speaking, and that's part of what my personal belief system is. Which, again, where's the line drawn? Are my personal beliefs truly personal beliefs? Are they NPD brought about? Are they, you know, everything's part of my upbringing, and my upbringing led to narcissism. As I've said many times in this podcast, overcoming my narcissism is a struggle. And I've said a daily struggle. It's honestly a minute-by-minute struggle, because I never know when a conversation's going to pop up. I never know what's going to happen. 
And I always want to interject. I've gotten a lot better. Not perfect at it, but I used to come home and just spew out everything that happened during my day. And I'm a very long-winded individual. You know, this podcast is usually about 10 minutes long. But, and that's because I really try to keep it at that. I've got a goal. And, of course, I don't want to fail at my goal. But I would come home and I would spew, and this happened today, and this happened today, and this pissed me off today, and this great thing happened to me, and this pissed me off, and then this other great thing happened to me, and then this thing irritated me. And then when I was done, I was done. Didn't want to listen. Didn't want to have a conversation. And what's interesting is my partner's recently undergone a promotion at work. Jobs drastically changed. And in this transition... I've begun to really attempt not to come home and talk about myself. I usually now try to come home when I get home in the afternoon, provided I've actually left the house. Even if I haven't left the house, when the days have concluded and we're getting ready to eat or, you know, just kind of winding down our days to get into the evening, I really try to give her the opportunity to start talking about her day before me. I fail. But I really try to. And if she doesn't offer up information, I do ask about it. And sometimes it's well-received, sometimes it isn't. But I understand what's going on. But, you know, this is kind of a wandering, meandering podcast. What made me sit down tonight at the microphone and do this speech is I'm, you know, outside having a cigar, online looking at Facebook, And one of my friends posted a meme about narcissism and how it's bad. I probably should have the meme in front of me, but I don't. And basically discovered she's a victim of narcissism also. And she has post-traumatic stress disorder from it. And she's fortunately found a way to recover uh, through religion and... Yeah, is leading a happy life, but it still affects her. But what was interesting is we did have a very long conversation, two-way conversation, a lot of texting back and forth. And I went to this, or excuse me, I went to school with this lady, oh, till eighth grade. I can't remember if she came into the school at fourth grade as because our schools merged, or if it was from kindergarten. But I knew her for you know, from five years old to well, for eight, basically eight years. And I haven't, I've seen seen her once, maybe, since then. And so, what is that, in the last 27 years, 30 years, 37 years? Yeah, 37 years, I'm old. The, we haven't spoke or anything, but we had a really good conversation about how she's learned to deal with what she went through. And she, I was amazed she was very encouraging to me. The fact that I'm trying to deal with this, she had a lot of respect for. And one thing I'm very fearful for is discussing my NPD with a victim of NPD. And I try to make it very clear in the beginning of this podcast that I am a narcissist. Talking about narcissism, I'm probably not talking about it in a way that a lot of victims respect. But this is truly me and wanting to go through this. Part of this podcast is letting the victims know that maybe there is hope for some people out there. I'm not saying for them to go out and say, oh, my narcissist that I was in love with, maybe he can get better. The narcissist has to want to. There's no making him do this. 
making him do this is even worse. Never tell a narcissist he's a narcissist. I want to say seriously, because he's not going to believe you. He's going to take it as a joke, or it's going to feed his narcissism and his anger and his attitude. But the fact she's able to communicate back and forth, encouraging me, congratulating me on kind of what I'm doing, and it really emphasized something after doing the last podcast and something I've thought about is I've always looked at this podcast as a journal, and just journaling my pursuits of getting through narcissism and learning the control and talking about my slips and my fails and my wins and my losses and however you want to, however I want to look at it. And yeah, I did admit that, you know, this podcast is semi-narcissistic, but I've also come to the realization that this podcast isn't advertised. We don't use names. I don't promote it in any way whatsoever. I might mention it to somebody in a conversation, but other than that, I don't publicize it, and this podcast gets a tremendous amount of downloads. It's probably in the top 30% of podcasts out there. Joe Rogan, I'm not, but for a podcast that when I started, I said I'm just going to be happy if 10 people a week listen to it. I've blown that number out of the water, and it's beginning to make me think, I can't just get on here and spout every time I have a whim about me and my narcissism. And that fact of the matter is not going to change. I'm still going to come on here. I'm still going to use this as a journal. As I've said before, I don't have any close friends. I don't have anybody I can sit down and bear my heart to and talk about this with. So I talk to a couple hundred, couple thousand strangers now every episode and bear my heart and I get some feedback, feedback right about the percentages that I'm supposed to. So yeah, that makes me happy. That makes me feel good that somebody's interested in what I'm saying. But the true matter is I'm going to take a little bit of time and I'm going to research some things and I'm going to discuss narcissism a little bit on that scientific level talk about some things that I've read, some things that are presented by other people, which was an ultimate goal of this podcast, but I didn't think it would happen so quickly. But I have to put some responsibility on myself to make sure the information's there. But I've also found that that information helps me learn more about what I classify as a disease. I know some people say, no, it isn't. Um, it's been debated for years and years and years, but so, you know, the DSM classified narcissistic personality disorder in the early 90s as an official disease, and there's just no treatment for it. I'm also diabetic. There's treatment for it, but no cure for it, much as um, narcissistic personality disorder. It's something you learn to live with and learn to manage. So we've been... There, there's a little bit of the change that I see going into the show, uh, like I said, the whole reason I sat down is because this person from my past, um, who thought of really highly in school, her and I usually competed for some of the smartest people in our class, even though, you know, grade school and that. I had some level of respect for her and the fact that she's been a victim and is a able to have recovered enough, even though she still has some PSTD is able to give encouraging words to me, which 
gives me hope that this podcast can help a little bit. And those that maybe are a victim that are extremely bitter can understand some. And that those that do have narcissism or think they have narcissism that are actually sitting through this podcast might reach out to somebody, preferably a mental health professional, to discuss their narcissism. I would love to say, if you think you have narcissism, talk to your partner about it. I'm on the fence about saying do that. It may go well. It may not. You're Until you start seeing a counselor, I don't know if you're really ready to have a conversation with somebody close to you about it. Because it could look like a salvaging of the relationship. It could look like a desperate measure that, oh, I think I'm a narcissist. Do you think I am? And they come back and go, yes. You go, well, I'm going to go seek treatment. Seek the treatment first and then come back and say, hey, I've been seeing a doctor and or I've been seeing a therapist or I've been seeing a counselor or whatever level of therapy you, you know, can afford or you're able, you know, able to attend. Then come back and say, hey, I've been seeing this doctor and we feel this doctor is a generic term again. And we feel that I suffer from narcissistic personality disorder and I'm working on it. Uh, and I'm sorry I've kept this a secret from you, but it's something I wanted to address before I came to you with it. And I think the experience would go a little bit better. I was kind of on the fence when I brought it up to my partner. I had the feeling she has a little bit of psychology background, just a little bit. It was discussed with her, and I think she, you know, she agreed but she knew not to push it. And I've talked about another friend of mine that's current boyfriend is a narcissist and she loves him, etc. But he's not a, he's admitted to being a narcissist, but he's not admitted to being a narcissist that's aware of his situation and what he's doing and wants to seek recovery. And I worry for my friend. Again, I've known her since high school. It's it's weird. I don't have a lot of close friends, but I have a lot of friends and acquaintances. Um, you know, nobody I'll bear my soul to, but those that I want to help, and that's what I hope this podcast is doing, is helping in whatever way it can. I'm sorry to have rambled again so long tonight. You know, we're 20 minutes of podcast. I don't know if I've accomplished anything, but unfortunately or unfortunately, I do warn you that this is a journal. These are my thoughts. Um, I do hope you continue to listen to Overcoming My Narcissism. You visit the uh, webpage and check out the other episodes. Uh, send us some communication. Let us know your issues or problems or questions. Uh, and maybe, you know, if it gets too deep, I'm not going to provide you the answer, but I'm gonna, I'll help you seek out the answer or I'll guide you to where you need to go to find the answer. Because that's what last two and a half years for me have been. I've only been doing the podcast for about four months, but the last two and a half years of recovery, or I guess management sessions, I can't say recovery because I do believe you cannot recover from narcissism. You just learn to manage it. Um, you know, have taught me use what's out there and what's being offered. And again, 
I thank you for joining me. I hope I didn't babble too much. I hope I didn't waste your time because I know time's valuable. Time is one thing I have always respected out of anybody. It's the one thing we can't get more of. Uh, we're given so much and nobody tells you how much of that you're given. Uh, but fortunately, discovering my narcissism has, I think, afforded me more time. Because, unfortunately, for a narcissist, two things, three things happen. They live their entire lives as a narcissist and are unaware, or they discover their narcissism one of two ways. A traumatic life event, which is what happened to me. I absolutely loved the person I was with and thought we had the perfect life and everything. And I've actually come to learn that maybe we didn't, and maybe I've idolized this a lot more because I lost her. But... You have that traumatic break, and I did have that traumatic break, and because I did idolize her and I did think these things, it caused me to discover my narcissism a bit. It was 10 months after the breakup and after a summer of fighting and arguing and forcing her into absolute zero contact, which we've pretty much adhered to since, or a narcissist discovers his narcissism by suicide. And unfortunately, yeah, it cures the narcissism, but it's not the way to go. Um, I can't even imagine what, what level of unhappiness you feel to yourself and what level of unhappiness you're already, as a narcissist, down and feeling like such, you know, how could things go wrong? And go that wrong and then to step, you know, step into the, the world of suicide and even considering suicidal thoughts. I can't quite comprehend that. I've never truly had suicidal thoughts. You know, I thought, oh, you know, cool, you know if I was going to do it, it would be this way. But I don't think those are truly suicidal thoughts. I think we've all talked about committing suicide. Um, not meaning we're going to do it, but if you were to do it, you know, and we have those conversations about, you know, women do it this way, men usually do it this way, and why did somebody do it that way? That didn't make sense. But I'm digressing again and getting way off topic and doing a conversation, as people call it. Um, there's a certain name around me that they call my <laughs> wandering. But, like I said, there's two ways a narcissist discovers as a narcissism if he discovers it. One's traumatic life event, one's suicide. And my goal is to try to let narcissists know that there's help. Because the most disappointing thing I find is you get on the internet and you do the search, and all they're tell everybody's telling you, because everybody's an expert, we all know on the internet, that there's no recovery from narcissism, that narcissism is the worst thing, you know, abandon that person, run from that person, and nobody else ever talk to that person again. You know, if it's a narcissist, the no-contact rule should apply to everybody on the planet against that person. And maybe there's some that need that applied to them. But I think the many of us, you know, we see that and we get discouraged. And say, there's a couple times that I've thought about, I'm just going to give this up and go back to being a narcissist. It's much easier. I'm comfortable with that life. It kind of sucks, but say I've lived with it for 50 years. I know what to expect. I know what's going to happen. I'm 50 years old. I usually have relationships that go 6 to 10 years. 
so I'll have three more relationships before I die. And that's all she wrote. I don't want that. I want some happiness. I want to have 30-year friendships. I want to have, you know, I want to take some of the friendships that I've had for 10 years and 15 years and turn them into buddy-buddy relationships and being able to have these conversations and caring about others. But I'm wandering again, and I've added another five minutes to the show. But I'm going to end it here. I promise. OvercomingMyNarcissism.com. Back episodes. Possibly some updates. But till the next episode, talk to you later.